Skirt, skirt, welcome to the Dirt Alert. Hello, everyone. We're back. We're back for another <laughs> episode two, baby. <laughs> episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and boy, are we excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. We hope that you Girl, enjoyed. Girl, oh, yeah. Are you excited? Pals, are we excited? Non-binary pals, are we excited? We don't, <laughs> you don't need to conform to gender norms exactly. to be excited about we, the Dirt Alert. We hope you enjoyed the vice presidential debate as much as we did. Yo, Kamala rode, like, rode over him with like a fucking freaking bulldozer. Like, she nailed it. It was good. Um... I mean, the fly right, was a nice touch sure. and all, like, made some good memes. Oh, as you should. You know, speaking of, of eating and carrots, you know you know what week it is, Charlotte? What week is it? Oh, my God. Is it? Is it food system week? <laughs> no way. <laughs> food system week? Oh, my God. <laughs> it I'm is so... absolutely food system week. And you know why food's important? Because we all eat it. And we all need it. <laughs> we eat it. We need it. We... We feed it. Actually, yeah. it feeds us. No, it actually does. But we also do feed it in a way, if you think about it. If I think about it, I totally, totally agree with you on that one, actually. We definitely feed the food system. Speaking of which... We surely feed... Yeah? What is the food, of which... What is the food system? How would you define it? Like, well, like what even... Which food life, system? Charlotte? What is the circle of life? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um... The Lion King, pretty much. <laughs> Essentially. So basically, in the words of Simba, the food system mm. is, from, from my, my knowledge, <laughs> man, that poor kid's birthday party, the elephant couldn't even show up. I know. What a bummer. That's actually so sad. If so you don't know what we're talking so about, sad. we're referencing like a super niche joke that we like to tell each other. You want to tell it? <laughs> All right, I'll tell it, and then we gotta get to the food. The food. Yeah, exactly. Structure. The food structure. <laughs> hey, uh, so Charlotte, why? How do you? Uh, how do you put a giraffe in the refrigerator? Dude, I have no clue. How do you do that, Abby? You, you're an idiot. You open the door, you shove the giraffe in, and then you close the door. Mm, okay. 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 All you right. got it. You got I've it. Learned. Okay. Okay. I've learned. Now, now we're gonna now we're gonna try another one. So, so how do you put an elephant in the refrigerator now? Uh, dude, it's way too big. <laughs> dude, yeah. I mean, that's what you thought, but um, that's the wrong kind of attitude to have. So, really, what you're gonna do is you're gonna open the door. You're gonna take the giraffe out. Kind of you're gonna put <laughs> put the elephant in the refrigerator. We are not sizists here. We no, are we're not, not sizists here. Anyone and can fit in the refrigerator. The <laughs> Anyone. You, you, all you have to, faith, 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 trust, and pixie dust, and you can fit in that refrigerator. You can fit in the you refrigerator want. if you want. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. So, so Simba, like, circle of life Simba, mm. you know, king of the, king of the lions of the jungle. Forest. Mm, nope. Does mm, safari. The safari. The king of the the Sahara Desert. The, Would you the, say the king of the Sahara? The king of the Sahara <laughs> is. Uh, I just said the jungle. <laughs> That's definitely king not the, the jungle. <laughs> All right. 
Well, Simba's having a birthday party to celebrate his birthday. Mm. And every all of his animal friends show up except for one animal. Which animal doesn't show up? Mm. The elephant. He's <laughs> still stuck in the refrigerator. <laughs> Dude, it never gets old. That's also like a terrible joke. But that's what we're referencing when we're talking about Simba. Okay, anyway. Um, Speaking of refrigerators, food systems, yeah. most agricultural land is actually used for commodity crops that are mostly used for animal feed. Isn't that exactly. crazy? No, it's like literally, I'm pretty Isn't sure Isn't that it's crazy? Like, it is crazy. And I'm pretty sure it's like 30, like, I mean, 36% of like corn, I know, is um, used for cows and like livestock. But 92% of like commercial crops that are grown is corn. So that's like a lot of corn that's it's going crazy to animals and like not to humans when like i don't know i feel like that ratio should be different <laughs> um well ratios are all messed up these days but corn hmm. is crazy because corn we use for literally everything like it's no literally corn syrup corn, corn oil ethanol like as fuel which is actually like corn on the cob corn po- corn on corn the cob flour polenta <laughs> i Polenta. I have been really into this Trader Joe's tubed polenta lately. Don't knock it. Is till it you plastic wrapped? Is it? Pl- it's plastic wrapped. Mm. Oh fuck! Fudge, fudge. No, but polenta no, but honestly, is. Can, could but you it's, buy it's a, polenta it's a in another I'm not, type I'm not of container? I'm not kidding. myself. Could you buy polenta yes, in another type of container? But you know what? You're right. You're right. I can buy it in a different. In, I can buy it. I can buy polenta because polenta is just like. It's grits. Mm, it's yeah. the same thing as grits. Yeah, it's, it's just really good. Made with a yellow corn instead of a white corn, which is still corn. We're yeah, just, it, we're, it is. We're just altering the color of the corn kernels, really. Exactly. No, corn is actually so good. And like, to be fair, like on this topic, I don't want to like shame food shame anyone, just because that's not fair, you know. As we, I think we mentioned. You, you're before. allowed to food shame me for for bringing up my tubed polenta obsession because it is wrapped in plastic but only because it's wrapped in plastic yeah i know because polenta generally is good and like i don't personally like i don't know i think the problem one of the biggest problems with the food system regardless of whether it's like crops that are grown for humans or for animals is just monocropping um and like these large-scale and like industrial scale farms that just plant like one thing and they don't rotate it out. The soil just gets super degraded. Um, sometimes it collects, I mean, like, feel, like, soil that isn't healthy will get super, like, salt saturated. And that's, like, really not good because then you have to use, like, pesticides and fertilizers and all of that crap on top of it. And, like, that's not super great. Um, and and I, like, I also just think that farmers themselves, like, these monocrop farmers, would benefit significantly, like, economically and environmentally, like, Mm -hmm. from rotating their crops in a way that would sustain the plant itself. Um, Not to mention, it's good for the microbes in the soil that are important for the whole cycle, you know, circle of life, circle of, of corn, 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 corn is corn. life. I mean, honestly, by the transitive property, corn is life. So. Okay, so basically, this entire episode, this show is going to be about corn. Like, you thought it was going to be about food, now it's going to be all about yeah, corn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> corn with a K, as in, like, the metal band. <laughs> you heard of corn? <laughs> the metal band? <laughs> you don't know anything about corn? Uh, give them a listen. Um, I don't recommend it. Um, anyway, so, like... Yikes. 
I really think it, like, it's it comes cheap. down to that. It's cheap. That's the it thing. It is cheap. It's like, it is. And it's easy. You know, it's like. Yeah, I'm thinking about my, my tubed polenta as we speak. And it's so, it's like, it's like, it's like cooked corn kernels that you like mm. heat up real fast and you can eat it. Same with like corn syrup. It's, it makes mm-hmm. things, ha- it makes the products that corn, whatever you put corn syrup into, it will have a longer shelf life than yeah. other other less processed forms of sugar yeah you know, exactly. it's and it's also just so, so cheap <laughs> it, it's so cheap but it's so cheap because they make so much of it yeah and honestly like that's kind of another general problem about like the, specifically the u.s food system is just like just overproduction like a lot of the times we'll like we'll produce like a lot of stuff and just crops and like a lot of the times, Hold it up. Isn't are you used. suggesting that America produces a lot of stuff? No, Hold God, up. that's Hold like, up. Wait, what an accusation! Capitalism? <laughs> You're going to bring capitalism? capitalism up? Interestingly enough, I feel like it's a time to bring capitalism up. I feel like there's always how do you, a time when we talk how about you, sustainability in America to bring capitalism up. I'm actually really curious. How do you feel about like capitalism and like the environmentalist movement? Are you, like, an abolish capitalism type person? Well, I'm not, like, an abolish... I don't want to abolish capitalism. Because I think that, like... Well, I'm not an economics person, but I think that there are benefits... So, like, honestly, it's okay. ...to (laughs) having some sort of, like, like economic competition that capitalism... Exactly, yeah. ...motivates. And I'm sure that there are good things about it. But also, like, there's a lot of harm that capitalism Mm. has done and so i'm not saying to abolish it but i'm saying that people need to be people specifically in people who are in um office positions and Mm. powerful uh government positions um for instance the president of the united states but that's just an example right okay Possibly, <laughs> president of <doesn't> do anything. <laughs> the executive, the executive branch of the, of the United States government. Exactly. Um, Maybe important. You know, yeah. I think that it needs to be. It needs to be something that like is is talked about. Um, yeah. But I'm not saying to abolish it all. But also, I'm not super educated in that particular. No, exactly. Sector I, wh- of the world. Yeah, and like of what the okay, so of life. I yeah, I've been listening to some podcasts related to you know economics and the environment, and I think. Okay. Something that okay. people, <laughs> me in the car, listening to things, just absorbing the economics, yeah, <laughs> and just like spitting it verbatim I'm, back. I'm out here listening to like, yeah, I'm out here listening to podcasts on like fish sex, and you're like, oh yes, no, but that's actually that's pretty excellent though, um, which we will get to, um, but I just yeah. want to say that like I really agree with that. I think it's all about like reforming the way we view cap like the way we deal with like the free market the market um less than than like just completely like redoing our like the way we do economics like from a non-capitalist perspective because like it does really it does foster a lot of competition and if you harness capitalism the right way you can actually take really good you can take advantage of it and like um we can promote like sustainability and like climate action through that um i don't know i mentioned this last time the whole oatly thing i'm not going to talk about it again because i feel like i'm just like a broken okay, we, record, we won't, but... we have to talk about oatly, but, but... <laughs> but you, you, you get what i'm saying you know like 
It's all about regulation. No, I do get what you're saying. But also, I think that capitalism really inspires this, like, uh, behavior where it's this, like, the consumer culture that is, like, very strongly associated with American Mm. culture is so closely knit to our obsession with capitalism. And Mm. it's... Like, for example, it's part of the reason why food waste is such a problem, right? If you're oh, yeah. trying to produce a bunch of, like, as, as much food as you possibly can to sell it at a lower price so that you can mm-hmm. compete with the other blah, 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 like, the whole exactly. the economic, I'm not an economics person, but I, this is my understanding. <laughs> you're, 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 yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm killing it. Mm. And then people have all of this cheap food that they can just buy and buy and buy. Mm. And in addition to, and this is going to get somewhat tangential, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Honestly, go for it. In addition to all the other food that isn't cheap and that should be cheap, but isn't cheap because people will, you know, put paleo on the label and make it $10 more. Yeah. You know, it leads to overconsumption and it's, it's, and A, there's no obesity epidemic, but B, more immediate than this, you know. I don't even know if it's more immediate. In addition, but for other reasons, the obesity epidemic has other reasons fostering it. But, exactly. But you, you're going to buy too much food. You're going to buy too much food, and then you're not going to eat all the food. And people don't... There are ways around, you know, I'm human. I have bought too much food before, but there are ways that I have learned to save the food and make it last longer. Like, for instance, you know... Earlier today, I realized that I had, like, an entire thing of baby carrots in the refrigerator that my roommate and I hadn't, like, eaten, and they were grown brilliant, and they were I am a eating little, baby carrots at this moment. They were getting a little <laughs> old. Like, you could, you could, you know, you could see, they weren't, you know, no one would have gotten sick by eating them, but, like, mm. you know, they've been in there for a while, and we were like, oh, nuts, what are we going to, we don't want to throw away these carrots, so we, we baked them. We put some... Mm. olive oil, salt, pepper, a little bit of cumin, mm, a little mm. bit of mm, sprinkle, sprinkle. This is spicy for Pop, me. Popped them in that 425 <laughs> degree oven for like half an hour, out popped roasted baby carrots, and they're quite delicious. And a nice little snack too, you know. Just, oh yeah. Because like, they're not like, you know. That's exactly how you can like reuse old, I mean like same with bananas, you know, like when they start getting older, people are like, mm, ew, like the black spots of bananas. bananas. But like that's the, actually the best form of banana but you can also freeze them mm. to preserve them and frozen bananas, bananas frozen bananas i gotta yummies. tell you they're dang <laughs> they're you, so good I, used, I mean i have like a tupperware you you, you used to like come into my kitchen and be i like, know oh, i know I'm about gonna, this tupperware we're gonna we're, oh god it was so gross though because i, I it, but it was so delicious but it was delicious mm. anyway you know how much food we waste how much i'm pretty sure it's tell like me. i'm pretty sure you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you? Because I know. I think you, okay. you need to tell me, actually. Okay. So, according to the it's EPA... It's 40% of something, and, but I don't remember. <laughs> according to the EPA and the U.S. Department of um, Agriculture, the 80 billion okay, pounds of food off. are thrown away each year in the U.S. Just oh, U.S. alone. Which is, just in the okay, U.S. Okay, to, to, to offer some, because like, like, that that's just a random number, right? To offer some that's like a comparison, very large number, many zeros, but I don't know what that is. What that's that is that is equivalent to a thousand. To that's equivalent to a thousand Empire State Buildings. What? Oh, that is big. That's big. That's like big. that's you an actual I... statistic. That's like, 
I mean, I'd like to see the study because I'm, I'm down, I'm always with that. But like, this is like an actual, like widely accepted statistic that we are throwing a thousand Empire State buildings away each year with the food. I think that's Yikes. ridiculous. And yeah, no, basically, yeah, this, the, the issues that we have with the food system are numerous. There's issues with like, sub, like issues with like supply and demand and like supplying the people who need it. There are some, there's something called food deserts, which I think we should mention, which is where like, oh, like there are areas in the country and areas within states that do not have the same access to food. And areas within cities. Exactly. Can, I live in, I'm living in Morningside Heights right now. I'm living right near this big, fancy, rich school, the school mm-hmm. that has a ton you may of have money. Known it. You, you may plus, know it by Columbia University. <laughs> you might know it by that, but I, yeah, that's perhaps maybe some might call it that. But right, right next to it, mm. I mean, there's already this huge, like, gentrification problem, but right next to it yeah. is a food desert. I know, and, like, okay. Is like, yeah. And let me explain, like, what a food desert is super fast. Um, It's just a place with, like, without access to food. Like, for example, like, places that aren't food deserts are places that would have, like, maybe a farmer's market and, like, several supermarkets nearby that you can just, like, walk to, bike to, drive to. Um, And they also have access to quality food. It's not just about, it's not just about, like, okay, say people, like, people everywhere have access to, like, to food. But, like, what kind of food is it? A lot of places in the U.S., in, in New York, even in Harlem, they're, like, the people living in Harlem have access to food, but it's more than likely going to be fast food. And, like, that is going to increase obesity rates, which are actually higher in low-income communities because they don't have access to healthy food. Um, well, you know, and, it's like, a bigger that's problem, just a problem. With the fast food. <laughs> and, and when it comes to fast food, you know what most fast food venues you know what's on the number one, the first thing on their list. What is it? Is it's going to be a beef patty? It's going to be yeah. a burger. It's going to be a whopper. It's going to be a mick mick patty mick. Yeah, a mick mick whatever. <laughs> a mick a mick a Mickey Mouse a mick whatever. I don't know. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. But, there you go. <laughs> disclaimer: I am not preaching veganism. I am not preaching to get rid of mm. all animal products in your life. I believe live in moderation. I believe do what is good for your soul. But keep in mind that Mother Nature also has a soul. Mm-hmm. And cows, this is not just about killing animals. Because killing animals, you know, might be very inhumane. Mm. It is very, it's not, it's not super awesome all the time. No, but I mean, okay, I do have. This is, it comes right back to continue. the overproduction. <laughs> It comes right back to the overproduction yeah. problem in America, where you have all of this land that's, you know, tr- raising cows in various yeah. ways that don't, you know, uh, don't reach certain regulations, but are allowed to do so anyway. Yeah. It's- do I even go into the cow farts? Do I even go, do I, is that... We can talk about that in a second. I just want to talk. I just want to keep some more like statistics about waste for like two seconds here. So. Oh please, please. Okay, it's concerning like emissions. Also, there's such an economic aspect to waste. I mean, because of course you're wasting your money, right? Um. So, according to the World Wildlife Federation, which is WWF, um, the production of wasted food in the United States is equivalent to the greenhouse emissions 
of 37 million cars, which is a lot. Um, but also, we waste around That's like a hundred zeros. Yeah, it's a lot of zeros. And but also, we waste around 161 billion dollars on food each year, which okay, like like break it down. The average American family throws away about like $1,600 worth of produce. Um, multiply that by like 18 years that a child lives at home, and then you've got uh, college tuition right there. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that like an actually American wild? college tuition. An American college tuition, an which American is like, ex- college like tuition. outrageously priced anyway. So like... Oh my goodness, we'll get into an episode. I'm sure it relates to the environment in some oh, way. Yeah. We'll have an episode on college, college prices. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. But but as like as Abby was saying with like Harlem and Columbia, I just want to touch on one thing really quickly. Please. And that like um touch on it. Touch on it. Touch it. Touch it so good. <laughs> I'm touching it. <laughs> you got my finger? It's on it. <laughs> oh man, everyone listening to this podcast is really missing out on Charles' finger just really touching Harlem. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> so you anyway, were saying so I was saying oh, that oh, podcast buddy we have so there's an issue of gentrification in Morningside Heights where Columbia is located um just because of like things going on um but there's also a problem of food waste and the food waste disparity between Columbia University wasting a bunch of food and the fact that it's a food desert as Abby mentioned and which like kind of exemplifies the fact that like you know, food really is kind of like a, like, it can be like a really elitist thing. Um, but like, I was speaking to a Columbia student actually, like just a couple minutes ago, I was in a meeting for a club. Um, and she was talking about how, um, getting your extracurriculars in. I see you. She was talking about how there was like an insane amount of food waste at Columbia right now. And I don't know if you can speak to that, Abby, if you witnessed it. Oh gosh. It's okay. So yeah, so I was in this eco-reps meeting at the beginning of the semester, mm. um, and we were all put into breakout rooms with freshmen, um, because it was, like, during orientation, and mm. there were a few freshmen who were living on campus, and they were telling me that they were getting, you know, their food that Columbia was giving them, because they had to quarantine, uh, the food that Columbia was giving them was, like, A, it wasn't a balanced meal, so mm. it, it was difficult, you know, and it's difficult to study, and it's difficult to, like, get all your work done when you like don't have like some sort of protein in yeah you need nutrition like that's so important actually but they were getting like you know four cupcakes which is like the first cupcake is great we love a cupcake the first cupcake is great but not the other three well they they were like i'd save them like i would absolutely eat them Mm. but i i don't have a place to save them Mm. and if you know i can't give them away because i'm in quarantine yeah. And there's nowhere I can compost them. So they, you know, and then, you know, you put them in a plastic bag. The plastic bag gets sent to a landfill and then it decomposes into and then nothing. Just, yeah, exactly. And, and it's just like, it's just like cow farts. Exactly. And it's like, that's the whole, yeah, that's a, that's definitely a big problem with food waste is that oftentimes it does not go to the right place. And I think we'll maybe talk about that in a second, but like, it does not go to the right place. Um, and there are places that it could go that are correct, but because of like, the way that we are organized, it's almost like, it's almost like there's like systems that are like built to make like sustainability not happen. Capitalism. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> capitalism? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Was that, was that capitalism? <laughs> um, but there's almost, it's almost like there are literally systems built 
to prevent things from going in like a sustainable guys, direction. Guys, it's almost like that. Guys, almost it's almost like that. <laughs> so it could be that, you know? It could be. Um But like how do we like but then the question is if we have all this waste, how do we approach solving it? And I think there have been a couple of really interesting approaches. So uh, I know it doesn't feel much like summer right now. It is actually feels a little bit more like fall. But Childish Gambino. Enjoy. <laughs> so I might know him as Donald Glover. <laughs> is going to sing for you about it feeling like summer. And how the word, world is just heating up. Seven billion so 
Um, I want to talk fruit, about ugly fruit, ugly fruit, ugly fruit, ugly fruit. I want to talk about ugly fruit for a second here. And all right, so basically, fruit. what we're gonna do? We have a plan. We have a plan. We're gonna take Charlotte's face, and we're gonna make you know those little stickers that go on apples. We're gonna take Charlotte's face. And we're gonna blow up the forehead even more. That's what mm. we're gonna do. We're gonna so it's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see it. Um, it's but it's gonna be a totally compostable sticker. Yeah, it'll be edible like edible even are if you are wanted this? it. No, we should definitely make it edible. That's a hundred percent what we should do. Because <laughs> if it's yeah, edible, and, isn't it? Oh, wouldn't yeah. it be compostable if it was edible? I I don't know. Actually, not everything that you eat is is compostable. I think. Also, not everything that you eat is edible, but that's a totally different topic. <laughs> I just got wrecked. <laughs> absolutely wrecked. <laughs> Wait, that, but that's so true, though. I definitely sacrificed, like, taste and, like, goodness. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Need to recover from that for a second. But yes, we should print stickers that are edible. Not Charlotte edible, but globally edible <laughs> like globally edible. It edible. Will have charlotte's face on it but it will have my this, face okay it will have her face mm. it won't actually but this is what we're talking about ugly fruit <laughs> basically mm. producers in america and in other places but we like to ride on america these days so it was started we'll in france actually america. i'm pretty sure so just gonna shout out france really quick well, France would start it, but America has, is the problem. So. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, the Ugly Fruit campaign started in France. Like, that's where I think so. Is it so ask in me what the Ugly Fruit yeah. campaign is. Ask me what it is. What? What is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so, the producers are, are, they're making all these, for instance, let's say I'm an apple farmer. Mm-hmm. I'm making all these, I'm making all these apple, or I'm, I'm you know, my farm is making all these apples. I'm mm. giving away. I'm not giving away. I'm selling all these apples. I'm making a lot of money. But Damn. there's all these ugly apples that, like, got some weird, like, extra ovary growing off the side Maybe of they're, it, like, like, slightly differently shaped. You know how apples are normally just round? Maybe it has, like, a little pretty bulge. Pretty round? I mean, maybe it has a little bulge. Or it could, yeah. might not even be an apple. It might be a tomato. You know those big heirloom tomatoes that are, like, delicious, <gasps> but they oh, look really ugly? So People don't want to buy those because they're, like... They look super ugly. Enter Ugly Fruit Campaign. Mm. Discounted produce that saves Mother Nature. Boom. It may not be the cutest, but honestly, okay, actually, let me talk about that. Honestly, I I disagree. Ugly uh, ugly fruits are still fruits, too. That's like calling Charlotte ugly. You're beautiful in your own way. Oh, my God. Wait, why did you (laughs) say that? (laughs) It's a backhanded compliment right there. God, it's just Rose Charlotte hour right now. <laughs> Rose Charlotte, two hours, big girl. Two, two hours. Two of these. <laughs> but no, like, um, actually, what I wanted to say about ugly fruits is ugly fruits, like, are the standard. Most fruits aren't perfect. The reason they are is mostly because of GMOs, genetic modification, and, like, other types of modification. And just handpicking, like, the most perfect one. But, like, that's not... That doesn't like represent the entire population of fruit that was or veggies or whatever that was harvested. I just think that like companies have really sold to us that our food needs to look like a specific way, when in reality it doesn't. It can look whatever. Like, have you seen those like the it's supposed to, like a quote unquote ugly lemon? They're freaking crazy. They are wacky. They look like they have like, tentacles and like um. I just like I don't know. I would never. 
I'm not about like discrimination based off of appearance. So why would I want to be discriminating based off of my food? Um, so I don't know. There's a difference between. It's a good point. It's a very good point. But of, of, of course, there's a difference between like a lemon that's like if you're gonna go uh, look for disclaimer to all of our listeners, Charlotte's mm. really only praising the ugly fruits because she wants her sticker to be on all. Yeah, of that's fruits. exactly. It's totally self motivated. Um, <laughs> so, so without Charlotte praising them, I'm gonna praise them and just say. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say like all hail the ugly fruit. That's all I'm gonna say. Exactly. No, like really a good a good idea. Um, and like obviously there's a difference between having like a like a rotten fruit like you wouldn't you're not going to sell that but like something that's like slightly out of the norm or just out of the norm perfect double side double pronged carrot consider me buying it um yeah there are other solutions besides the whole ugly fruit thing um like such for example, as which one what what should i talk about should i talk about Ooh, buying local hmm <laughs> <laughs> an idea <laughs> My I'm, I'm blushing. Oh, oh my gosh. But buying local is a great alternative. Um, do you like farmer's markets by chance? Do I? Do I like farmer's markets? Yeah. What do you think about farmer's markets? What do, do I you feel well, about those? Well, I mean, I, I, would, I would say 10 out of 10. I would say 11 out of 10, honestly. Ooh. I would say, you know what I would say? I would say that. Occasionally, farmers markets tend to to increase prices on some mm, of their produce, yeah. and you yeah, know, you know what's great about that though is that you're supporting local farms, and it yeah. is a matter of like a dollar or two. Do you know why end. they increase those prices? Because there's less production. Well, yeah, and it's also that they use they use techniques that are generally like more expensive, um, or not more expensive, but just like more time consuming. Um, also, they pay their workers Time more. Time is money, baby. Time is money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they pay their workers more. They literally, like, pay them more. These, like, these larger farms that are, like, you know, like, stereotypically the ones that are doing monocropping and using tons of pesticides, they, like, first of all, they employ... They are the Jeff Bezos of agriculture. First of... Yeah, they, no, actually, they really are. <laughs> First of all, they employ a lot. <laughs> they employ a lot of um, illegal immigrant labor. Um, or actually, I don't want to say illegal immigrant labor. I don't want to say illegal, but like um, immigrant labor that is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll say for lack of a better term. For lack of a better term, I'll say undocumented. Yeah, undocumented is great. Undocumented um, immigrants. They'll employ a lot of them because they know that if they have an issue with the company, with the farm, and how they're being treated, they can't say anything, which actually is so fucked up. Um, they also, like, they can pay them way less um, because of that exact reason, um, and that's why your produce is cheaper. Um, farmers markets are more expensive because they pay their farmers more. They invest more time and money in, like, seeds and fertilizer. Like, and natural fertilizers and um, developing like an, an ecosystem of like a smaller biodiverse farm rather than just, you know, doing the cheapest method, which is monocropping. Um, so that's why it's a little bit more expensive. Also, like, um, yeah, exactly what Abby said. You're supporting a little farm that needs your help. You know, they need your help. <laughs> they need your help. And they o- do. often, and often, you know, Farmers markets will also 
you know, like in my very limited experience of mm. New England slash New York farmers markets, there's often a place where you can bring your compost, which is also just mm. hugely important. And one more point about buying locally before we jump into compost. Yeah, yeah. The amount of fossil fuels that are released into the atmosphere just like n- not even related to growing the food itself but mm. of transporting the food oh yeah is astronomical no it really is astronomical the volume in this bus is astronomical you've seen that please it tell me you've seen that <laughs> of course i've seen that. that's what i was referring to i'm not I'm culturally broke. <laughs> culturally yeah, yeah, I do. No, but yeah, like, and a lot of the crops. Tommy Patrick Star. Mmm, Patrick Star. Weren't we going to, like, come up with a Patrick reference? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I said something about being a sponge, because I was, like, going to absorb stuff, and then I was like, you know what? We'll, we'll get back to that. I don't we'll, we'll get back to you. Was... We'll get back to you. I don't remember either. Anyway, um, I, yeah. <laughs> No, there's something, there's a lot of, like, and also, like, okay, touching on what Abby just said, because I got, I'm getting excited about everything that we're talking about, and I can't stop talking about anything. Um, you picked the right major, big girl. <laughs> um, I just want to say that, like, yeah, transportation is a really big thing, and some of the crops that, like, you, like, it's some of the, the produce. It's why Greta mm. chose to Tinder. sail across, across the, I know, she did, she actually, the, the she really pond. did that. I, she, like, said that, and I was like, is she really going to do that? But then she actually did that, which is impressive. Um, but anyway, like... She's a freaking beast. No, she is a beast. Continue. Um, no, what I'm going to, like, like, my finishing point is that a lot of the produce that you'll see in your in the store, like, like Safeway or King Super is, like, not the organic local stuff. Because sometimes different um, supermarkets will do, uh, like, a special organic local area. Um they're all they're, they can be from like places as far away as China. They're from Brazil. They're from like a whole bunch of different places. Um, so you know, just think about like you're not just paying for the like vegetable. You're also paying for like the environmental cost. So that's something to think about. Um, but composting. You want to start? Yes, composting. <laughs> so remember that time when I was talking about how we have this big problem with food waste remember mm. I was talking oh, yeah. about that yeah the little so it's actually a really so it's actually a big problem it's not really a little problem it's actually mm. a very big problem it's a large um <laughs> people around the world are you know like I don't want to seem insensitive but people are literally starving and we are throwing away food <laughs> yeah that that because we're not I mean food distribution is a problem within itself but f- food waste is disproportionately harming the people who are hungry anyway, right? This gets back to the whole topic of environmental racism where the polluted air is affecting not the people who are polluting it. Well, Mm. we're all kind of polluting it, but... No, but it's like, yeah, no, it's it's mostly developing countries that that are creating emissions and... or developed countries, I guess. And the developing developed, ones, not developed. I was about to say, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's developing ones that are put, like developed ones that are putting out the emissions, and developing ones that are suffering the most. And, so. and communities, not yeah, just yeah. countries, communities. Yeah. Like it, it's Areas, on a smaller scale too. Yeah, it can be any, like it can be anything. So 
<clears throat> some cool scientists, and when I say cool scientists, I mean like early humans, like go back to Lucy, Mesopotamia. Early like, humans. We cool came up with this. Humans. Cool scientists, early humans came up with That's this perfect. crazy idea where we we know all this food has these nutrients. It's a part of a cycle. It's you know the circle of life. Simba knows it. Mm. What if there was a way to take those nutrients and instead of throw the food away, aid in growing more food? What? What? If, what if what there an was idea. a way? What an <laughs> so idea. Crazy. And you know what they called it? What do they call it? What do they call it? Oh my well, god. I actually That's don't know me. what the people in Mesopotamia called it, but in uh in English, in modern day English we call it composting. Yeah. I'm sure they had a word for it in Mesopotamia. I'm sure. Um sorry, I'm getting distracted. Um but yes, composting is really important. Um composting is actually really easy too. Um, unless you are the U.S. government who does not want composting to be standardized and does not want to provide compost bins, um, which is frustrating. Sorry, <laughs> you no have names a, or anything. No names. No names mentioned, but um, <clears throat> the federal government. Um, <laughs> President of the United States of America. <laughs> well, actually, it's, okay, composting is difficult because the federal government, well, it's really up to the states. It's like recycling. It's up to the states to impose, like, local things. And often, like, not even the states. It's the cities. It's the communities. Um, but I really am a fan of, like, statewide composting regulations that are, like, uniform across America because I feel like that would be really helpful. Um, like, for example, my town, like, great thing about living where I live is that we get a compost bin. Like, with we have trash recycling, and then a compost bin. So um, we just have that, like, built-in extra, I don't know, caring for the environment And has that changed thing. since COVID? No, no, it hasn't. We still do composting. I think it uh, actually might be a slightly less frequent, but... So I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there that, mm. like, Colorado is burning and they still can compost. What is wrong with the rest of this country? I know. It's actually... Sorry. <laughs> but no, but it's actually like not great. Like, not um, not not to um you know touch a touch a a a, a sensitive nerve or whatever. <laughs> but um, I'm so I'm so very sorry. But um, no, 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 no I'm dude, it's you're, okay. <laughs> you're living in a you're I mean the you're living in a in a forest fire. I mean no, yeah, in reality, yes. burning. No, it really is. Colorado is literally burning, and we can you still are still figuring out ways of reducing your yeah. food waste, your carbon footprint. Like, your exactly. overall, like, you're caring for Mother Nature, even if, mm. you know. Yeah, I know, and it's, yeah, I know, we can still compost, and that just goes to show that, like, okay, to be fair, I live in a relatively affluent community, so we have the funds to, like, have composting systems and stuff like that, and to have, like, um, just to, like, have that composting bin, right? We have the funds for that, um, which but is if not... It was federally, mm-hmm. But if it was federally regulated... Yeah, or at least if... state regulated, like, it was, yeah, I feel like... Sorry, I interrupted, keep, keep, okay. continue. Well, what I'm saying is, like, mm. you're, you know, even if you live in a place where this is just me 
preaching, you know, government officials that care for the environment. But even if you live in a place that, like, you know, is is struggling with other environmental consequences, mm. like composting is such an easy thing. You have you have two trash cans. You just have two trash cans. Yeah, and also you can. The great thing about composting is that you can make your own. You can make your own compost system. Like it's it's actually like okay. I literally saw a DIY on TikTok, and I'll try to describe it as best as I can with not having it like in front of me. Um, but it's she basically, she basically like took like a one of those big plastic bins. She drilled some holes in the top, um, and then she like layered like newspaper and like some like thicker material like straw on the bottom and then she put like eggshells and then soil and then a little bit of like like um like potting soil and then she put like started putting her veggies in and like that was her composting and it like worked which is great because that means that anyone can do it um like all you gotta have is like a a plastic bin and like a drill I guess and a positive attitude. And a positive <laughs> attitude. There you go. You are correct. Um, yeah, no, composting yeah. is great. And I think that it should be accessible to everyone. Um, another solution that we can go over quickly is, like, um, expired, like, like, donating food to food banks. So I've, I don't know what your experiences with this is Abby, but I worked at a giant store, otherwise known as Walmart. <laughs> Sad times in my life. <laughs> no way. Wait a I, second. I'm not proud of myself for that. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I I am proud enough for the two of us. Actually. I do have to admit what, that what my section did you often work in? Sorry, I worked. Um, I worked in. I worked in the deli and the bakery, and so I encountered in the food waste. Mm, I know it smelled awful. I smelled like chicken in, in every single night. In the middle of Colorado, like we're not talking about the WalMarts in 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 New York City. Like, no, we're talking, not like okay, those bougie continue. WalMarts. We're talking about like not Walmart, like those bougie WalMarts. WalMarts. We're talking about like Walmart people, Walmart, like the people that you see on like YouTube where it's like Walmart people video. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I actually mm. didn't. I don't really have a bad like customer experience to tell you guys, but like I don't know, it was fine. Um, but anyway, I encountered a lot of food waste because we had to throw away like a quite a big deal, like quite a, like a big, large amount, I guess, to use proper grammar. Um, but also we tried, one of like the ways that we actually reduced our waste as much as possible is that we donated a lot of the chicken that we made to food banks. Um, and that's something that stores like Walmart and Safeway and stuff have started doing, um, due to, like, stricter regulations. Um, so they'll do- donate to food banks as much as they can. Obviously not stuff that's, like, rotten and falling apart, but, like, stuff that, like, maybe is slightly past its expiration date um, can be donated to food banks, which is yeah. actually a great way to kind of, like, interrupt, like, the normal food system of, like, getting something and then, like, trying to sell it and then you can't sell it and throwing it away. Instead, you're donating it to a cause where, you know, Food insecurity is like a really big issue in the U.S. Um, so why not try and to combat that? And yeah, in, in the, the U.S. in the world as well. Um, I just say the U.S. because we are we have so much food that it's not 
it like no 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 it's yeah fair. that's fair it's not totally right fair. it's not right to have these like to have kids like going hungry like there's statistics about how many children are like without food or have food insecurity and it's like ridiculous for like how how much food we have you know um anyway. i do i do know and i do agree and it's it's really mm. i mean it's it's a huge problem yeah it really is um and so, yeah, I'm like, that's when, sorry, continue. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I well, that's, that's when like, with kind of like the solution, like you can, you can buy local, you can compost, you can donate expired food. You can also do urban farming, which is really cool. Um, it's farming in the cities, um, which is awesome. Please look into it. Um, that's when like, you can do all of that, but you really need the leg legislation to back it up. You really need the laws. Like, you need the regulations. You need um, it. You need it. If you yeah. want support and if you want, like, if you want to go anywhere, man, yeah. America. You know what else would be really great? Speaking of, of government. What? <laughs> Tell me. I think um, I think I should just throw out a little, you guys should all go vote. Registered vote. Well, yeah, too, please. Well, I hope you're already registered. Yeah, I really hope you are. Got, you got, you like, yeah, you, you. Um, pals are registered, you folks, um, you because folks. it is really important because legislation, like people are like, oh, I'm not political, but like the law, the law care. policy Mother affects Nature's you ways. Like literally, if you are passionate about climate and you're like, I don't want to see plastic bags in the stores anymore, you know what that's determined by? Policy. You know what policy is determined by? Political officials. And you know who you, know, you, no, you know who decides no. who the political official is? You do. Anyway, sorry. Well, <laughs> then we get into the Electoral College, but that's for another week, folks. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Um, actually, the Electoral College is like, mm. Mm, kind of disrupts what, I'm, what I said entirely, but you know what? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> you know what else I don't want to see plastic bags, Charlotte? What? We in want... the oceans. Oh, yeah. In the oceans. And, like, I don't want to see plastic bags in the oceans. Okay. You know you... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's time. It's time. What is it time for? So there's a prop. There's a problem in this world. I'm excited um, to hear what it is. You you you've heard of these oceans? How they have these crazy, wild, diverse ecosystems that are mm -hmm. incredibly important to the survival of the world. Yes. Not to get too intense or anything, but it's kind of a. So we're polluting them. Oh and yeah. You see, <laughs> and you see, there's a big problem. So. Um, if these species in the sea that are very important to the biodiversity of the world yeah. um, cannot um, mate, they will, not re they will not have further generations, and thus they will die out. That's called extinction. Very bad. We don't want that. Yeah, very bad. Extinction you know is what, really bad. You know bad. what humans are doing? So humans, humans have started, you know, consuming these, these particularly fish, shellfish, not shellfish, the Nemo's of the ocean, mm. and it is, and it, what, what has been happening is they basically made these regulations a few years ago where if you're going to go fishing, you can't, you can't fish for the baby fish because the baby mm. fish have to grow to full size, so it, it was supposed to be this like very progressive, forthcoming piece of legislation that would save the fish. Yeah. But what happened is they made the sizes too big, so they were only fishing male fish, and you can't you can't reproduce 
with only the females. You can't yeah. do that. As much as we would like to do that, we can't. <laughs> it's oh my not God, possible. This, that t- I'm sorry. There's this one TikTok where this woman, is, this girl is just like, I'm just out here to remind you that doctors can take your bone marrow and make sperm and you can fertilize yourself <laughs> and other women and you don't need the man. <laughs> you don't need men. But fish she do. So, so much. <laughs> but fish do. Also, um, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. So lobsters, they're most fertile. Female lobsters are the most mm. fertile when they are, have just molten their sh- Like when they've just lost their shell. Yeah. Okay. But that means that, like, in order to, you know, flirt with the, with the big, mean male lobsters that haven't molted, they need to be vulnerable without a shell. And yeah. so what they do, they have a love potion that they, that they use. And Ooh. lucky enough, this love potion um, is actually urine. <laughs> the piss. So pee, they just pee um, on each other. <laughs> so lobsters' bladders are actually located right, right, on, right near their head. Hmm. And so what they do is they piss out of their eyes what? onto the man, and it's their love potion. It's like, wait, hold on, to me. I'm not kidding. I'm so. They not piss kidding. out of their eyes onto the man to mate with them. It is a love. Potion, That's actually a Charlotte. fantastic courtship for sure, potion. dude. I wish. But I... here's the thing. <laughs> wait, no, no, no. There's a catch. There's a catch. The catch. Humans, me and you, me, you, and the rest of the bajillion people on this earth. Hmm. We're, we're releasing this stuff into the air called carbon dioxide. No way. And Never is, heard of that. And it is raising the pH, the the concentration of H plus molecules or mm. H plus atoms in the ocean. And it is it is altering the love potion. Yeah. And so, if you're a female lobster and you're like i'm so vulnerable but i am so fertile and i need to mate now and Mm. you have no shell and you go out to go flirt with your mans and you piss on them but the piss is not a love potion because the ph of the water is all altered because of humans you know what's gonna happen no the lobster is gonna eat the lobster is gonna eat the 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 lobster and thus no children are born Lobster dies, love potion, rejected. That's actually a crazy story. I'm just going to put that up. What? Um, this is so real, too. No, that's actually, like, okay, so I know that, like, like, I know that, like, the pH alteration, it creates acidification, and it can, like, affect, like, other little things, like phytoplankton okay, and stuff. Okay, <laughs> But I did not know so, that it affects Charlotte, Charlotte know in science. <laughs> I didn't well, know it doesn't that affect them lobsters. directly. It affects their love yeah. portion. It affects them like indirectly, but in a really awful way. That's yeah. That's actually wild. And then like also, also how lit would it be if I like walked up to someone at Mel's and I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I'm I'm walking up I'm walking up to some random like CC person like trying to get into EC like, hey babe like will you sign me into EC? <laughs> <laughs> Let me piss in your eyes. <laughs> Let me piss on Let you. Piss out of my eyes. Let, Let me piss, piss out, out of my, my eyes. Dude, can you I mean, imagine no, seeing bladders, that? Their bladders are like located like right behind their eyes. Yeah. Sockets. 
Well, that's like an evolutionary thing because of that mating thing. Like that's wild. But like, so can you can you imagine it's like, not real? Hey, well, I mean, it's a theory, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine if like humans just walked around and were just pissing out of their eyes? Like, can you imagine how ridiculous um, that would look? <laughs> I I can't imagine it, but also I really can imagine it, and it's super awesome. It's just it's it would just look like forceful crying, like crying, like really forceful crying. Um, <laughs> oh, I really hope no one's dehydrated. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've kind Nuclear of Nuclear <laughs> has just reached a new level of importance. <laughs> oh my god. We've derailed a lot, but honestly, not really. So because the moral that was really of that important. story yeah, that I just tell me told. The, moral. the moral of that story is that our carbon footprint, literally mm. our carbon footprint, our level of of carbon dioxide, and also methane, and also ethanol like all of these or not all of these chemicals that humans are producing in concentrations that are like absurd and have never been seen before mm. and just keep going up and up and up and up they're affecting the ozone for sure they're affecting weather patterns for sure they're affecting elections for sure Election. and um they're also affecting lobster mating rituals and it's a big problem yeah, in addition and like, to the other fish that also can't find mates, but like lobsters. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's actually, I mean, that makes me think about like the the price of lobsters, because like, I may be wrong about this, but I think I like learned about the history of lobsters and how they used to be something that was like everyone could have. They were like pretty cheap, but all like right, recently, all right. you no 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 no, you are landlocked. I'm going in for this one. No, 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 I'm saying, like, back for the, the coast, for the colonies. coast. Okay, fine, you can talk, you can talk. <laughs> back in the 13 colonies, you know, what year did Columbus sail the ocean blue, 1492? Here mm -hmm. we go. Wow. History, awesome. history, history queen. Has its eye on me, that's what it does. So, prisoners. Lots of prisoners. Mm. Prisoners mm. Of, of literally whatever, I don't care what they were prisoners for. Mostly men, probably all men. But, mm-hmm. They were served I would lobster say so. because on the coast of Massachusetts, on the coast of huh. Maine, there were tons of lobsters, and they were like, "We don't want to eat these like silly things. Like we'll just feed them to the prisoners, and you can steam them. So you just throw the lobster into a steamer, you steam them, you give them to some people. Maybe if they're lucky, they'll get some salted butter on the side. Mmm, so good. <laughs> but, I highly <laughs> doubt that they have salted butter, but yes, shut up, sure. Sh shut up. So. <laughs> All of a sudden, these col col colonies, these pilgrims, these... Someone having difficulties. <laughs> these individuals who were living oh. in the colonies were like, wait a second, these are really delicious. These are, I have some other choice words for how I feel about lobsters, but I really love lobsters. And so they were like, let's eat lobsters. So they way overfished these lobsters. Mm. And then flash forward a few hundred years, 500-ish, give or take. And lobsters now are, difficulties. as an entire we'll back species, in a second. being threatened. But she's talking about lobsters. Because of Which is pretty cool. their inability to piss Here, on let each let me other. call her back. <laughs> 
But yeah, pretty much like lobster populations are way lower than they, like way lower. And they've become this kind of elitist thing, um, in my humble opinion. Continue. We lost you for a second. <laughs> oh, I really just had a great mic drop moment until you, and, but that you didn't hear, actually. Ah, dang it. I know. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Basically, I said flash forward 500 years, and mm. I said give or take, because that's an approximation, though. Um, mm. And uh, these lobsters are now being threatened as an entire species all due to their inability to pee on each other and, and give one a love potion from another vulnerable female. So, homies, what we're saying is that don't stop a lobster from peeing out of its eyes onto someone else. That's just, that's, that's like the ultimate Well, actually what we're saying is if you decrease <laughs> your carbon footprint, then lobsters will be able to piss on each other and the whole ecosystem of the entire yeah. oceans. Mm-hmm. Will, so, basically will benefit by mm-hmm. by like making emissions by creating emissions you are cock blocking so so good job good job think about that for a second yo <laughs> what 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 do you think what do you think would be a like what do you think trump would say if someone came up to him and was like you're being a cock block what do you think he would say to that well he would say nothing because there's no context what is he cock blocking? Is he cock blocking? No, nope, no. Nope. What if you just said that you were like, "Yo, Mr. Trump, sir, Donald, yeah. Donald, my bro, Donald, 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 Donald. you're cock blocking. You you're cock blocking, dude. I literally think you'd make some in a perfect to world, Jeffrey Epstein, and and it would all be just terrible. I know some some sort of like. I can finish, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know how you said that in the debate? <laughs> you can finish, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> the man is a joke. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're um, not supposed to get political yeah, no. here. Just kidding. <laughs> this is an environmental this is an podcast. Environmental of course podcast we're political. Between us. <laughs> of course we're getting political. All right, people, we're going to play another song. It's called Dragonfly by Ziggy Marley. And yes, it is like, okay, I would say it's like kind of like reggae influenced, but it's not like fully reggae, but I really like this song. Um, so we're going to play that one next um, and we'll be back. off my mind People living on 24 hour clocks But we're on a ride that never stops Hey Mr. to be the world change But you remain the same And I wonder how you survive with the environment going down the Fly, I see you look at me with your beautiful eyes. You must be wondering what type of creature am I? A dog 
dog looked at me and said, Ziggy, why can't we trust men? Puss and me get together, so why can't you all just understand? An old tree stood there silently listening to every word we said. As a tear fell, he cried, what type of creature is man? I said, hey, Mr. Tree, the world change, but you remain the same. And I wonder how you survive with the environment going down the drain. Hey, Miss Butterfly, I see you look at me with your beautiful eyes. be wondering what type of creature am I you must be wondering what type of creature am I time but I just keep that shit off my mind people living on 24 hour clocks but we're on a ride yes we're on a ride we're on a ride that never stops hey mr. be the world change but you remain the Lobsters are super affected by climate change, as we can see. Um, but also, I think, a, I don't know, do you want to talk about aquaculture versus wild catch? Um, or even like seaweed farming? I don't know. Seaweed I think really farming, you say. Oh, Did you want to talk about seaweed favorite, farming? My favorite. You know, I do just want to return to the lobster really quickly before, um, oh, before, yeah. we, before we enter I'm the not seaweed. Stop the I just, just want to end. Um, the lobster train by saying that just as we did last week, we have proved to, to the world just just now again that um, you can save the environment sexually. Yeah, you actually yeah, really can. Yeah, sexually, sexually, you can save it sexually. You can yeah, save. There it are lots sexually. of ways to save it sexually. I feel like that should be like a reoccurring theme. How can you save the environment? Well, we, have a, we have an upcoming episode on sustainable sex. 
No, we actually do. Please tune in. It's going to be really exciting. Please, at 6 a.m. That was super. 6 a.m. Eastern time. At 6 a.m. Eastern time. Tune in to listen about sex. (laughs) Yes, what I like to use. Um, But, dude, like, tell me about seaweed because... So here's the thing about seaweed. There's some talk. You've heard heard, um, that trees are pretty good for the environment, that they, you know, pull out Mm. CO2 and they give back oxygen to the world through photosynthesis, this, this, mm. little, this little process that plants have, have figured out. little thing going on called photosynthesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may have heard of it in your intro bio class. Um, so photosynthesis, <laughs> great, great mechanism. But trees yeah. only do it from their leaves. They only do it from their leaves. And trees, I don't know if you've noticed, but they take a really, really long time to grow. And I am not, not that, I'm not dissing the trees. I'm a big... Hug a tree. I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees because the trees have no tongues. But they take a long time to grow. They do. Are you really the Lorax? I'm not the Lorax, like but I love the <laughs> I do love the Lorax. I love the Lorax. I am not the Lorax. It's so a, good. a barbarous claim from the Barbalutes in their Barbalute suits. Oh, my God. <laughs> Only Abby would make something. would say something like that. On the, um, I, I'll go Horton, here's a who on you, too. But first, I'm going to talk about seaweed. She loves her Dr. Seuss. I do. <laughs> so, seaweed, hmm. there's no trunk in seaweed. There's no trunk. You know, actually, seaweed is just, just made of the photosynthetic part. Like, there, all of the cells in the seaweed have these chloroplasts these really it's like the powerhouse of the photosynthesis it's like the mitochondria you know it's often compared to the mitochondria it has its own dna like the mitochondria or genetic material yeah uh so tell me about seaweed farms so or so basically there's this idea that people have come up with where seaweed is cheap seaweed grows fast Seaweed can mm. be eaten, like consumed orally. It can be, and it it's can good. be used as <laughs> um, beauty uh, remedies um, because of all the minerals that it has within, within its mm. its photosynthetic par- parts. It grows fast. It many uses. And just like the leaves on the trees, it is taking that carbon dioxide out of the air and putting oxygen right back in. And I'm not saying that it's going to fix the world, but there's this idea that if we make seaweed farms, that if we farm Mm. seaweed on a large scale, like America is so good at doing anyway, America's great at it, you know, like 10 out of 10 on large scale farming, a little bit too good. (laughs) But what if we channel that greatness, that monocropping greatness? into specific areas of the ocean meant for allowing seaweed to piss on each other, metaphorically speaking. (laughs) But no, like, I'm, like, this is actually something that could be, like, kind of a paradigm shift, like, hopefully if it's used well, because, I mean, I'm reading something here, and it pretty much says that we could pull through seaweed around like 50 gigatons of greenhouse gases. I'm not sure what the time frame for that is, but like we could pull as much as we produce. Oh, it's for a year. We could pull as much as we produce in a year into seaweed and have it stored there for like long periods of time. This is wild. The problem, here's the problem, Mm. is in order for this to really happen, we're going to need this crazy thing that us capitalists have come up with called money. 
and you know yeah, where we're going to no, get the money. Economically, you know we're going to get the money from the government. But you where? know who runs the government? Not the people who want to pay for people. seaweed farms. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I'm exactly. Saying. People who would hear the word seaweed, hear the phrase seaweed farming, and go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> but for us, though, I think this is really cool, and I think that. Even though we like we may have a government that may not support things like ocean permaculture, like seaweed farming, um, I think that it's really important to note that like we as citizens have a voice. If we want this to happen, you know, you could probably make it happen with a lot of mobilization, but you could probably make it happen. Um, so I say, I think a little bit more research needs to you, happen first. Yeah, but I say if you're listening. Yeah, I say if you're listening, look into look into it yourself. Do some research on your on your own. If you are awake um, at approximately seven a.m. on this beautiful Eastern time morning, then you mm. you you take our advice and a you vote and b you look into seaweed because seaweed is going to save the look world. Look into seaweed farming. You know what else might look save into the world? Whatever. You know what else might save oh. the world? It's time. Shrooms. Shrooms. Is it? Shrooms. 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 <laughs> oh boy, my excited for this part. Have never been so environmentally friendly. I know they're actually freaking awesome. I'm not gonna lie. So and they like okay, so what we're talking about specifically is fungi. The other one's known as fungi. I don't know how what the specific it's proper pronunciation is. I like it's you say. Tomorrow, I like to say, say fungi tomorrow. just because it. I know, and like, I, I don't know, it's kind of like the say, algae versus I algae. Say, I, like, say, I say, so I say fun, fun. You say fungi or fungi? Well, I, I say fungus, fungus, fungus. So okay. like, a singular okay. fungi would be a fungus. Like, okay, like, so then you like say fungi. A, I a single mushroom is in the category of a single fungus. So I would say fungi yeah. and not fungi, but I, I support the fungi. It's tomato, tomato. You say yeah, it's 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 whatever you feel is right. Maybe it's like a, maybe like experts say fungi. I don't you know. know. I say fungi. Hate. It's that's a regional thing. It's, it's not a it's it, it is not an expert thing. It is not a level of yeah. your educational status. Yeah, but basically, okay, fungi are really cool because um, they can do a lot of stuff, and like they are so under like they're really under researched so like this is a field that like is open and like is expanding um it's it's something that is only gonna grow um and i think that like if you are interested check it out there's a whole like literally there's a whole like subculture of like environmentalists that are just into like looking at fungi um Basically, like, hunting it down, like, identifying it and stuff like that. But basically, um, if you've ever heard of this dude called Paul Stamets, um, he really likes mushrooms. Um, and he's kind of, he's not, he doesn't have a super intense, like, scientific background. Well, he does now. He's developed that. But he didn't start out being, like, educated at, like, super elite university, you know, um, he started out just kind of going outside and just looking around and like checking out what he could see, what he could find. Um, and he kind of over time has come up with this whole idea of 
fungus and mycelium. Um, and mycelium are basically like the underlying organisms of fungi. They're um, pretty cool, but basically fungi can do a lot of things. They can do like so many stuff. But what I want to do like talk so about many is... stuffs, guys. Guys, you uh, so many, here so many fungi. <laughs> fungi can do so many stuffs. <laughs> But they, they're actually really similar to humans in Wait, a really sorry, weird sorry. way. I they just need like, to interrupt and say that Charlotte's the literate one here. So I'm the literate one, and I said so many stuff. Um, they have externalized stomachs and lungs. They have what does that neurological mean? What membranes. Does it, what does it mean for them to have external stomachs and lungs? They have stomachs that are separate from, like, you know what? Honestly, you could do a better description of this. <laughs> well, you know, think about it. Like, the lobsters have their bladders right behind their eyes, and the fungi yeah. have their lungs outside of their... I don't actually know what that means to have lungs outside of your body. Yeah, but, but well, what does it mean? They, gills? Like, I, I don't know. Well, no, essentially, essentially, well, they actually are like humans. And I would say externalized is a little bit. They're not like as humans, in, like, but they are our closest... They are very... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. The, the branch of eukaryotic organism mm. that fungi are classified under is actually just very, very closely... Like, their, their DNA is very closely related to ours. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm trying to which say, but in a wacky, much better explanation. Which is wacky. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, we have, the fact we that, have like... two legs. We have a centralized nervous system, like... We mm. have two eyes, we have capitalism, and they are just like us, except for without the capitalism. Yeah. So, yeah, and, 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 yeah, without the capitalism, they, they're kind of just chilling. They, like, they run a lot of things. Um, I want to specifically talk about sequestering carbon dioxide. Um, they have, like, in the mycelium matrix, which is kind of, like, what connects different mushrooms, and mycelium can connect to tree roots and a bunch of different things. It's like, like the nervous the carbon... system of, of, the, mm -hmm. of the organism. It's like how our nerves yeah. connect in crazy ways, but it's super important for our function. And if there's something wrong with these nerves, it alters the function um, of whatever those nerves were directing it's the same mm. idea in this matrix yeah. for these organisms continue yeah and like it's um so that like carbon dioxide gets stored in that like proverbial nervous system um and like it acts as a super long long term and also super reliable source so the thing with trees absorbing carbon dioxide is that when you cut them down, they just release all of that back. But if unless, the carbon is sequestered... you don't cut them down because the Lorax who speaks yes, for the exactly. trees, trees have no tongue, said exactly. don't cut no. down those trees. Just what Abby said. But if, you, if the carbon man, like, is absorbed by the mycelium underneath, then it's a lot more difficult for that carbon dioxide to be re like released. Um, out back into the atmosphere. Um, but what I want to say is it can, fungus can, fungi can specifically help with agriculture. Um, they can enhance the flexibility of plants. They can also like prevent, um, I'm not exactly sure how they do this, but they can help with um, protecting plants um, 
from like different pests. They can act as like an almost a natural pesticide. I'm definitely going to need to do some more research, and I think you should too. Um, whoever is listening, not you, Abby, <laughs> you should do more research. <laughs> um, but it's always good to know more about this. But from like um, like kind of surface level reading, that's what I gathered. Um, and they can also I also they can I, also help with continue. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna <laughs> just interrupt really quickly because you you brought it out mm. to our to our you know brilliant viewers, plural brilliant mm. viewers plural. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, just just about how people have this idea about you know they hear fungi and they think portobello mushrooms and then they think you mm. I like them or I don't like them but like that is not fungi there no. is entire <laughs> you know this is a branch of life that is so incredibly diverse and it is so much more than just yeah. the stuff that we put on our plates or the stuff that we associate with hallucinogenics like you know what I mean like I yeah, it's not just a shroom or, like, a mushroom that you cook in your, like, risotto or something. Which like, it's not that. I, you know, I can't even eat. I'm very allergic to those yeah. mushrooms. But I still... Oh, my God. You knew that. Shut up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, don't ever feed me mushrooms. It's a bad sight. But I do yeah. love... <laughs> I do love the idea of an, of an, enti- of an organism that... Or a branch of many different kinds of organisms that can, you know, make make it possible for for lobsters to piss on each other. Yeah, and it's, bring it's, it back home, baby. Yeah, and <laughs> these, there are so many different types of mushrooms. It's actually so cool. Like as I said before, um, you should totally like. If anyone's interested, check out, like, the whole, I don't know exactly what it's called, but, like, the whole subculture around, like, identifying mushrooms, because there's so many out there, big ones, small ones. There's ones that, like, literally, okay, I watched this documentary the other day, and it literally is, like, a ball, and, like, it attaches to the side of a tree, but it's, like, fuzzy. It's lion's mane, I think that's the name of it. Um, It looks... I'm Googling it right Catch now. Catch us next like week when Charlotte knows the name of her favorite <laughs> mushroom. <laughs> it's lion's mane. It's lion's mane mushroom, and it looks insane. It's, like, fuzzy and, like, they're, like, stringy. I don't know. It's really cool. Look Wait, it up. Um, so it kind of looks so like you. Types. Ah, fuzzy and stringy. Mm. Oh, such a good description. Mm. But, like, all of these mushrooms have, like, a lot of these mushrooms have different, like, um, really cool uses that are like antimicrobial or they can help boost the human human Im- immune system. You know what that kind of like sounds that. like? So like? You know what it kind of sounds like? Mm. Seaweed. What does that sound like? Seaweed. Oh, it does actually kind of sound Yo. like seaweed. Weirdly enough. It's like, so we're it's, just talking about weird things that are good for the human it's, it's Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Look, Shark Boy <laughs> is seaweed, lives in the ocean, about to save the world. Lava Girl, mushrooms, lives on mm. land, also could probably live in the ocean. About to save the world. Together, they're going to save the world. And a ton of people are going to dress up like them for Halloween this year. And, none, oh my and God. no one is going to give seaweed and mushrooms the right kind of representation. Oh, my God. So I hear from that, I'm hearing that we need to dress up as fungi and seaweed. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> Charlotte's just coming out here because she was like Barnacle Boy last year. <laughs> 
I was Barnacle Boy last year, and it was really good. Yes. <laughs> it was a great costume. <laughs> um, I also, like, it also rained that night, and I got absolutely drenched. Are you going to be here so. for Halloween, or are you going to be here right after? Because we can, we can, we can be, have a postponed Halloween. It's not like Halloween's going to be real this year anyway. Mm-hmm. I know, it's not going to be real. So, well, so who's the mushroom? To all the listeners, I'm still deciding whether I want, like, when I want to come to New York. I, well, actually, I think I'm coming on the first, so I think I might skip Halloween. So, am I the mushroom or am I the seaweed? <laughs> is really just what I want to know. Because I feel like I could go either way. I could also go either way, but honestly, I want to be the mushroom. I feel like I could, I could really own seaweed too. I feel like I could, I could yeah, embody I seaweed. Like we could also like switch off. We could do like half of the night as like one and half of the night as another. Or just do multiple nights. <laughs> yeah, multiple nights. Yeah, Multiple Halloween nights. is never one night. Everyone, everyone who knows what's what knows that Halloween is never one night. Right, hashtag uh, Halloween weekend, <laughs> spooky season. <I> mean, <laughs> oh my god, spooky season, LMAO. Just another but, um, reason for American consumerism, Halloween. We'll get into yeah. that another time. Dude, speaking of consumerism. Yeah, tell me about consumerism. Tell me about it. Um, tell me about it. I mean... I thought we could talk, I, th- I mean, I thought we could talk a little bit about labels. What do you feel, what do you think about that? Labels are, are often like associated with, with things that people consume. Like when we're going to put your face yeah. on a sticker. But, My face but on a sticker. But there is this misconception that people don't quite understand where they think a label means one thing and it, it just doesn't mean that. For example, hmm. if I'm walking down the street and I go up to some random New Yorker and I say, hi, do you know what it means for food to be labeled organic? You know what they'll probably say yeah. to me? They'll probably say something along the lines of, no pesticides. They'll probably say, like, there are no chemicals. <laughs> Disclaimer, chemicals are everything. Chemicals chemicals are, periodic table of elements, all chemicals. Bad answer. Bad answer. Yeah, you are chemicals. You is chemicals. You yourself. You is chemicals. You is much, <laughs> you is many stuffs of chemicals. You <laughs> many stuffs. God, my trip up of the century will she will not let that die. Um, yeah, that's but yeah, the only it's one. also like that's the only trip up. That's the only mistake I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> but there is a there is but, a um, problem about labels where organic yeah organic oftentimes is a lot better for the environment. It does mean that there are fewer um, harmful chemical mm. mixtures that are used on plants. And I say harmful because they aren't harmful for the plant. They are harmful for the larger ecosystem. So if you are spraying yeah. a corn farm with a chemical that will n- kill the bugs that are eating the corn, mm. the pesticide, what happens and why that's a problem is that the, pe- the pesticide, the harmful chemical that you're spraying, that you're adding additional, um, you're additionally adding to this crop will, you know, be taken by gravity and it will go down, 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 down into the earth and then it will get into the water and then it will infect other populations. And it's not great when that happens. But a lot of times if you buy something that isn't organic, it is okay to eat. And it's a lot of the times it's a lot more affordable. Mm. Sometimes if you have an apple and the apple isn't organic. More accessible too. Like, you know, if I go to Whole Foods and the apples are $3 because they're all organic and then I go 
to, you know, somewhere else and I see also great apples, that doesn't mean that those apples are bad. Sometimes a little bit yeah. more research does need to go into them. But if it's more affordable and it's like a matter of me buying apples or me buying potato chips and like yeah. the organic, the non-organic or the non-certified organic apples are the same price as the potato chips, you know, mm. like not, it's, yeah. there is a problem with how organic is just thrown around too, because Organic is often put yeah. on labels just for companies to raise the prices, and they're still using pesticides. Maybe a fewer amount, but they're still using and even, pesticides. Yeah, and, like, pesticides that could be even worse than, like, non, like, quote-unquote, like, non-organic pesticides. And also, it's just, like, I don't know, the companies will do that a lot with, like, free-range, stuff like that. It doesn't isn't necessarily free-range. You know what's non-GMO? Like, what does that mean? You know what's non-GMO? <laughs> Nothing. What's non-GMO? Nothing is non-GMO. GMO, okay, I guess that's not true. GMO stands for genetically modified organism. Yeah. Which you can do by selectively cropping with no laboratory involved. If you want to mate, yeah. if you want to mate a tomato and I'm trying to think of a better example, a grape, a tomato that's and a, a grape. They've done Ooh. this. <laughs> that is genetically modifying an organism. That is making yeah. That is making a like an offspring. You're making a new organism by genetically modifying its mm. its parent generation by think about think about yeah. I mean, like you're changing. Mr. Think about Mr. Mendel. I mean, yeah, like you're that's gene manipulation in. A way, I'm like not in a way. That is the OG gene manipulation. Yeah. Mendel was the first GMO man. No, actually, yeah, actually, he, he is. He was the first GMO. He's man. actually definitely mm, wasn't. Who was the first? Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia was the first one. As an individual human being, was the first person to genetically modify. As an individual, as they one collective. They didn't know they being a singular pronoun here. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know yeah. that they were genetically modifying these organisms, but by Putting them in were. places, but by putting them in places with different environments and different other, like yeah. different sister crops and different neighboring crops and blah 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 blah. Crops are going to mate with different crops, yeah. and you're going to blah 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 blah. blah. Mm, new plant <laughs> bananas didn't always exist like that, but now they're like that, and that's because of genetically yeah. modifying organisms. There's exactly a like, way of articulating that, but that's okay. I thought that was I thought that was really good. I thought like. Okay, yeah, and just like it's there's there's more there's more to the story than just like GMOs are bad. Like there's more, it, there's way more to it. Um, I don't, I don't. And also like I had a, a debate a few years ago in in intro video about whether or not GMOs mm -hmm. are good. When used correctly, GMOs are great. When used correctly, no, they really they're, are. They're not. Yeah. They're not used correctly, which leads to many many yeah. ecological problems. And societal problems mm. and just many problems because everything is interconnected in this wonderful world of of nerves and and mother nature and lobster yeah. piss continue, please. And lobster piss. Um but no, like yeah, like and it's like 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 I don't know. It's it also like shaming GMOs comes down to like I don't know, it reminds me of just like food shaming and like shaming someone for buying something that like maybe they can't afford something else, you know? 
So like that's like that's it's it's just it's just kind of elitist to do that. Um, but yeah, labels are important and also like expiration dates. If you've heard of those, um, <laughs> like used by, Wait, sell so by, is that yeah, consumed what, by expiration date? What's expiring? The food, but <laughs> anything, is it? but, but is the it? actual exactly, exactly. That's my exact point that I'm about to get to is that these dates, like they're they're arbitrary. Like how who determines that? Who who determines? Like, I, like, who determines when something is expiring, right? A lot of the times, things will expire but still be okay to consume. And that means that, like, okay, when something when – you, when you read something's expired, you're going to throw it away. But then, like, what if it's still a good food product? You're just wasting a bunch of food. Well, you know so, how like, you know expiration dates really got started? Like, Tell me. Companies were like, if we tell you that our milk is going to expire in two weeks and you don't finish that milk – or one week – and you don't finish that milk in one week, you will throw away that milk, and then you will have to go buy more milk before... That's unplanned obsolescence. <laughs> that's yes, you know what you can do with milk that's, like, not gone bad, but you're afraid it might be going bad a little bit? Add some acid. You either, like, mm. squeeze a little bit of lemon, put some vinegar in it, add some, mm. some sort of acid. You make buttermilk, homemade buttermilk. We got mm. pancakes, we got biscuits, we got cookies, we got cakes galore. No food waste. Buttermilk is dang. saving. So no, much. yeah, and like I mean, Charlotte can't have that, it, like, but that's on. That's yeah. different. I remember when I was in high school, and we I was working at a food bank, and like we would get perfectly good bread, but because the expiration date was like past like one or two days, we couldn't, we weren't able to sell it, and then like or Ooh. like a, I just. Mm, I have burped, <laughs> but it's it's like it's like this whole this whole idea that like we have it ingrained in us that like these are like slightly arbitrary expiration dates that are just confusing, so it would just create more waste. And like I don't like that's not something that's right, you know. Um, but what do you say we finish with? Let me find a good segue. I'm trying to find a good segue to bees. Um, Hey, Sushaya, what kind of bee gives milk? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What, what kind of bee? The booby. What kind of... The booby. The booby. Honestly, can we just... Can we, like, do, like, a little joke? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah, but then we have to do the pickup line thing. Oh, yeah, no, for sure, I'm... For sure. We're getting there. Um, so, wait, Charlotte, so I was, I, was th- I was thinking the other day, I was, I was walking down Broadway, and I was just like... Why do cows not wear shoes? Like, what the fuck? Why are these cows not I know, wearing it's shoes? A, it's a question that we're all thinking do you, about. Do you know the answer? I know the answer. I can tell you the answer. Do you want me to tell you the answer? I'm just going to tell you the answer. It's because they lack toes. They lack <laughs> But let me, let me tell you something. I can't. That's so good. That is so good. Okay. I know. It's really good. But you know, like, you know what farmers have? Like, tractors? Tractors? Um, tractors. Okay, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. This is so I'm I'm swiping through Tinder. Eco, sustainable Lincoln, Tinder. Don't listen. And I. Yeah, he's not listening. Don't worry. He's cooking some steak. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
interestingly enough. Interestingly enough. That's even worse than my tooth polenta. <laughs> I know. God. <laughs> we just wanted some steak. <laughs> Don't food shame me. We're all imperfect. We're all growing. We're all learning. Um, but and I see, I see a, I see something, and I say. Your name must be John Deere because I'm totally attracted to you. Totally attracted to you. And then I go, oh, gosh, it was such a good thing I swiped right. <laughs> and you said to me, are you a large farting mammal? Because, darling, I love your derriere. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. These are they're such dad jokes, but I, this is my dad humor. Jokes. Dad jokes. These are, these are 10 out of 10 flirtings. This is almost as good as mm. pissing on your crush out of your eyes. Yeah, this is almost good. This is almost good as being able to pee out of your eyes. So for our final song, um, we're going to be playing Plastic Beach by Gorillaz. It's from an album that's really centered around sustainability. Um, it's a really great album. Um, but please stay tuned after the song to hear about more of like what's to come.
Hello. Um, we are back. Um, but back and better than ever. <laughs> back and better than ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just gonna wrap up really quick. Takeaways. Okay. Food waste is a really big problem. Don't waste your food. Get creative with other mm-hmm. ways of, of using your food. Two, capitalism. Compost. Not great for the environment. Three, go vote. No. And four, do not under any circumstances cock block any lobsters under any circumstances. It is the worst possible thing you can do if you love Mother Nature. Good night. <laughs> Good night. And we are live from New York. <laughs> live from New York. Thursday morning. Could be free